When are you boneheads gonna learn that I'm quick as a spider? Hence the name, Mist. Mist, 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 Mist. And once again, Mist. Spider-Man Mask by Todd McFarlane. Additional art by Rob Liefeld. In the beginning, there was nothing. Then there were comic books. Once you enter our world, there is no escape. Comic exposure begins in 3, 2, 1. Well, welcome to the Comic Exposure Podcast. My name is Josh Buckley. And my podcast, ashen-washed jeans-wearing, hanging out and teaching Stan Lee how to draw a modern superhero kind of guy, is the one, the only. With great podcasts come great co-hosts. Travis Ratz here. <laughs> Travis Ratz and I are bringing you the Comic Exposure Podcast, where we dive deep into some books, and you're with us here on the marvelous summer. Well, we're, well Travis and I are making our way through... I don't know how we've picked the books or why we've picked the books for this marvelous summer. They're not tent poles. No, they're not. They're yet. not anything like I, you would go like, I have to read that. But we feel we have to read them. I was looking when you put the books all together, you start to emerge a pattern. And I feel like is there because I feel I, like we're feel a like, random serial killer with I, the books uh, we pick. No, I feel like <laughs> the theme is. What do we like to read when we were 12 years old? What were the characters that we were most like, oh, there's a, a Blade comic, a Wolverine, Gambit, Spider-Man. <laughs> I think you're right. I think we've dived into our childhood. And that is no more true than on this very episode where Travis and I are reading a book I remember reading as a young man. We're reading Spider-Man. And this is uh, one of the graphic novels you can grab, like a set of trade paperbacks called masks and it is uh mcfarlane doing spider-man drawing and writing spider-man plus there's an issue of x-force in here so we get to hang out with our buddy leifeld for uh yeah. one issue in this trade and it's is it's it a one? weird I think it might be two issues uh you know that's a good question it's that nope it's only x-force number uh four so we get spider-man six seven six and seven 13 and 14, 16, and then X-Force 19, okay. X-Force number we need, four. We need to address the continuity in the room here. Um, I, I, don't normally don't approve, these... I normally don't approve of this. I normally don't approve of this type of collecting, and I don't know why. I think it works here. This was fun. It was like kind of a little moosh-boosh of, of Spider-Man here and there. I, I feel like when they gave this to... When they gave this to... Uh, I mean, this is the era when you just told bits and pieces stories, right? You weren't yeah. telling a giant arc in, in 1990 when this came out. I mean, maybe you were for like an event, but your story arcs at that time, you weren't selling for trades. Yeah. So I guess they were like, yeah, this weird little nugget fits with this weird little nugget that fits with this nugget, I guess. Uh, it makes me want to figure out what are the issues about in between these that they picked. That, that what well, was in you, can, you can get the four trade paperbacks that collect the entirety of this um, McFarlane run. Um, and maybe I want, I, that's an exercise where I would like to do it and read them in order. 
I'm pretty sure I have the X-Force issues in here. They seem so familiar to me. And the, I was reading a lot of X-Books at this time. So I know possible. I I know I had these uh I know I had these Spider-Man books because I remember like when they put um when they put McFarlane on this, this was a big deal in comic book shops and this is like when my dad was like I w- was buying comic books and I know that I had I I remember these hobgoblin issues and yeah. hob not not green always hob <laughs> i never got always never gob always hob never gob hobgoblin is my is my goblin of choice in a in a spider-man book why do you like why do you like a hob more than the gob because the gob is not real the gob is fake the gob is a mask the hob is a monster and you know he's he's a little you can make him a little spookier that's true. That is, I mean, certainly he is really freaky in this. In yes. as, we'll, as yeah. we'll talk about uh, in this, I like his color palette a little better uh, than the the gob. Uh, than the green and purple, orange much more fun than green and purple. Oh, yes, I agree. I, I feel like it's more uh, seasonal. Um, with right. The hob. Right. With um, the, with with the nature of the beast. Also, not only do we get hobgob. Let's just talk. Because I don't think there is no Travis. There is no through line for this book. There's no. no there's like three. We we have we 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 take three rides. We hop on the bus right. and we get a little hobgoblin story. Then we take a little uh, detour and go down uh, in the tunnels. See some Mobius. See some Mobius. Uh, Morbius. The, Morbius. Morbius, the living vampire. Um, and we get a little black suit Spider Man. We we do get a little black suit like shoehorned in. Yeah. Like no payoff on that. Uh, even Spider-Man admits there's no payoff in the black. He's suit. like, well, this was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, and then we take a, a huge left turn with uh, an X-Force book and uh, the, the I, Juggernaut. Here's, here's so Juggernaut, I, Morbius, and Hob are our three baddies in this. And I would tell you, I think the Hob and the Morbius go together because they're both like spooky, right? And yes. Then, they're both like a dark, a dark being that he that he has an issue with, and they are um, they are both very Spawn esque uh, villains. Well, that's what I want to talk about. That we'll get to that when we get yeah. to art. But let's let's talk let's talk these characters. Okay, oh, can, 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 can I can we can we yeah. talk a little? Can we, Josh, Josh, Josh. Yeah. Can, can we talk a little bit about Spider Man in general first? Um, sure. Give me your Spider Man. I got some, I got some Spider Man questions for you. Okay. Uh, one. Right. Uh, how do you like your Peter Parker served? I like my Peter Parker in high school. Yeah. Okay. That's what I was thinking. I, you seem like a Peter Parker high school guy. And I'm I, a Peter Parker purist. Either that or very, <laughs> either high school Peter Parker or like first year of college Peter Parker. You like a pimply, None of this, you like a pimply Parker. I like, I like down on his luck. I like down on his luck freshman year of college Peter Parker or a kid trying to juggle being a high school student Peter Parker. Okay. I like relationship problem Peter Parker, which usually tends to be like the older Peter Parker. Uh, yeah, I think young Peter Parker is fun, but uh, I that's like, what I want. I want. Uh, yeah. fu- I want. Fu- I want my Spider Man to be fun. I don't mind a cynical Peter Parker. I because he's hard to like when he's older. Like he's not as likable as Peter Parker. Like even in this, like he gets cockier. He starts calling people like youngsters, like. Yeah, he's a little he's a little weird in this one. Uh, I feel like Peter Parker in this one really lines up to how 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 I am in my life right now. If you were if you were Spider Man, you would be this Peter. Parker? I would be this Peter Parker. Maybe that's why I, I'm uh, uh, leaning towards uh, this Peter Parker. All right, all right. 
What's what's another? Do you got another Spider-Man question for me? Is that uh, yeah, my, is yeah. that your one solo Spider-Man question? <laughs> uh, MJ or Gwen Stacy? How do you like your? Uh, uh... I, so the only one I know in comic books is the only one from my youth is uh, is um, Mary Jane. Okay. Now I do like Spider Gwen and that sort of yeah. take on it, but it's it was always Mary Jane when I read. I yeah. didn't read. I didn't read Gwen Stacy comics. Yeah, no, she'd been, you know, you see her a little bit in the movies. Um, yeah. You see Spider-Gwen, stuff like that. And I still, even with that kind of in my peripheral, I still say MJ. Uh, I like MJ's attitude. Attitude. You hit the jackpot tiger. I mean, classic line really sums yeah. up the character. Um, yeah, I dig it. You know what? I didn't mind Kirsten Dunst as uh, MJ. I thought she was mm. hot. I thought she was That's hot right. I got to say, no, Kirsten Dunst is bad MJ. Mm. Well, bad MJ. Okay, I'm just gonna go ahead and edit that. Make it editing right <laughs> here. Boop. Um. So we get that, but not only do that, but we also get a cast of. We talked about the villains. Let's talk about all of the heroes we get in this. Right? We get, we get a uh, a um uh Ghost Rider, right? Oh, right. We do get Ghost Rider in here. <laughs> we we get Ghost Rider in here. Uh, we get, I guess I don't, we, Mary Jane is in this. So we get some Mary Jane time. Uh, we get, um, we get the whole of the X-Force one oh, issue. There's so many X-Force people. This is when like comic books would just throw the whole team in an issue. And you're just like, oh my God, how many members are there in this stupid X-Force? Like how many, how many X-Force members does it take to stop a juggernaut, Josh? Right. And then we get, we get X-Force drawn by two people we get mcfarlane drawing the x-force and then we get no uh but it's like mcfarlane and rob liefeld drawing a one issue and then the other issue is or i guess they're both liefeld yeah, aren't they? i think so i'm trying to think i'm looking at the 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 i'm looking at the feet to see if the feet look or if they just both drew parts of it it's hard for me to tell but i'm gonna tell you um and I guess I'll get to that when I get to the art. I don't want to say it just yet. There's a part that drove me absolutely nuts about this issue, about one of the issues of uh, X-Force, when X-Force is in here. God, the X-Force costume designs are so awesome. They're so early 90s. Shatter, Shatterstar is the best. Shatterstar, right? Warpath, uh, Boomer. Um, Boomer's hilarious. That's yeah, such a goofy I character. Remember, I forgot all about Boomer, and then I was like, ah, oh, yes, Boomer. The bootleg Jubilee. Jubilee, the bootleg Kitty Pride. Like they just keep yeah. like watering down the same type of character and putting around cannonballs. Cannonballs oh, can- in this is, is great. Yeah. Cannonball's pretty great. But yeah. this like we get this like wonderful jaunt with all these extremely nineties characters done in the most nineties way possible. Oh, uh, did we forget uh Deadpool makes an appearance in this? Is Deadpool in this? Oh yeah, he pops up in the shadows. He's the one who pulls Cable out, like, uh, oh, or, or pulls a yes. Black Tom Cassidy out. out. <clears throat> yes, and then he like warps somewhere, and they're like, "I hate when people warp." <laughs> and you're like, "What? I don't understand what's going on." Can we like? So we've got all these great characters. It's really hard. Let, so let's talk about the three story beats. Out of the okay. three, out of the Hobgoblin, Morbius, and uh, 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 X Force story. Which one did you like the most? Uh, I thought the Morbius one was the best told story. I thought the X-Force one was the most fun story. Uh, and the Hobgoblin one, I felt like 
we entered it at the tail end of like almost like we started in the middle of that story. It did so. feel like we missed something, but I don't know if that's just the way it was written or if we actually missed something. Yeah, it feels like we missed something. So I think that kind of keeps it from being one of my favorites. So I'm going to go with Morbius as my uh, favorite one. It was fun to see Spider-Man down in in a sewer. It's not usually his environment where he's at. Um, uh, Morbius in here is drawn with a lot of care. Uh uh, on here and uh it, it was that was a, that was a fun one um you know get the black suit yeah i did like i did like the interplay between spidey and ghost rider in the hobgoblin story well, i thought talk, it was kind of like about, let's talk about that one let's talk about the hobgoblin ones that shows up first yeah uh, let's let's make our way through a little bit of each of those stories um the hobgoblin story uh hobgoblin looks great uh, I mean, capes. I mean, that's all I got to say is like he's got the spawn cape on him. Uh, he looks awesome. He looks terrifying. He has a million teeth, right? Like it is it is. It's his work before he gets spawny, you know, like he's like, well, let me let me try all this. And like it like he has all the teeth. He's got the grime and the gross, the the people that are held up in the green slime stuff down are they in the sewer? I don't know where they're at, but they're somewhere. And he's a lot, got a lot, all... a, lot of, a lot of hobos throughout this entire ma- Spider-Man mask. Yes. <laughs> Maybe that's the arc is all the hobos. We've got drugs, right? We've we've got like Spider-Man uh, and, and dope dealers and ghost riders screwing people up so we can get to the hobgoblin. We've got exploding pumpkin bombs. It's... We've got Spider-Man. Spider-Man trying to save a kid. Yeah. And the twist at the end, Travis. What was the twist at the end? What are you talking about? Where the kid's like, don't leave him alone, oh, please. Well, yeah, and then you look at and him then and he's, he's all goblined out. He's got the goblin face. He's all and goblin. he's like, he loves me. He got The goblin loves me. Well, I think, <clears throat> I think this issue, it's interesting to start with this issue because right here, it feels so McFarlane. I mean, from it's almost all action and it's dark. Like this right. is in you know ninety ninety one. This is coming off of those dark eighties books, the dark eighties, and it's kind of like the appetite for destruction uh, album. <laughs> you know, it, it, it is. It's the most Guns and Roses Spider Man that you yeah, can get. It yeah. is. It's around that same time. Everything. It's like drugs and hobos and implied pedophilia and ghost riders on motorcycles i mean it's everything like heavy metal mcfarlane dark and i think when you're reading this as a young boy or girl well let's just like to to tell just to go like what's the tone of this spider-man we're getting the very the cover of the first of this first issue issue six and this run says face it spidey awards don't mean blank against the hobgoblin right Right. like they're like this isn't your dad spider-man right like it very much is this mcfarlane bad boy of comic books comic right like that's what we're getting is we're getting spider-man dealing with drug references and ooh, look at this and you know you're getting all of these like you said this this 90s dark is in your spider-man now this is odd because i mean you're you're a different human being back then but this 
it doesn't seem up your alley. This seems like the exact opposite now as an adult, Josh, that you yes. want in your Spider-Man. But when yes. you were a kid, did it This really was the scratch, jam. This, it scratched an itch because you almost felt like you shouldn't be reading it. Right. I mean, it, this was the movie that you, that like, this was the VCR tape you weren't supposed to watch, right? Because, right. like, this, this was watching, this was watching Commando or this was watching Predator, right? This was yeah. the thing that, like, this is what it was like in, you know, when 1990, I would have been eight, right yeah um so this is really that that this is that oh i shouldn't be i'm trying like trying to think like would my son read this right now my son's nine and this is what i read when i was eight um yeah that's weird would you would you yeah i would i don't know i, I think you yeah, wouldn't whatever. Get up, you wouldn't get upset if he was reading this no but i also probably didn't i wouldn't i don't know that i would get half of this when i read it right yeah, me either. I don't think so either. I, I think it would be an art uh, type of thing for me. We're like, oh, cool. Like, I definitely wouldn't get the the crack vial or the cocaine vial that he has. Uh, right. He and up. then that the ghostwriter going after the kid who makes or going after the guy who makes like kitty porn. Right. Like this is this is very much like stuff I would not have. It would have gone over my head at at eight years old reading it. But this was like the it looked amazing, right? Like, and then I was the kid who read Spawn and and read Wolverine solo series, the the you know when they the yellow one number fifty with the big claw marks on the top of it, and then when when Image did the Image Boom and you had the blood splatter on the cover of uh, why can't I think of it? Young Bloods, Young right? Bloods. With the with the with the blood on it. Those were that was the that was my comic books then. Would I? I mean, I had fun reading this now, but I don't think. This isn't something I would go like. I love a story where there's. Do you think hobo that, pedophiles and do you think like you know, Marvel with the McFarlane and the Bad Boys, uh, Liefeld and Eric Larson? Uh, do you think now looking back on it with like reading something like this that they're substituting too much storytelling for like darkness? I mean, because they're they're telling stories here. I mean, it's plotted out. But do you think the emphasis on darkness and trying to make things badass is really what it is? It's just like it's yeah. not badass enough. Do you think that 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 it was a detriment to that this type of comic booking? Um, I think that that's just the age we got right. Yeah. Like we got this era of uh, of where it was more flash than maybe storytelling. Right? It was more style than than anything else because. Yeah. We have three stories here, and none of them are particularly great, right? It's not like I'm knocked out of the park by um, McFarlane's writing. No, yeah, no. Nothing in here makes me go, ooh. It makes me go like, okay, so he read Dark Knight because there's a bunch of news reporters talking yeah, about I saw stuff that too. Yeah. in several panels. And then I go like, okay, he also, right, like... That's what I, I, I mean, mean. Well, we're a few years away from like, gr like, just like we're grunge is starting to kind of take off the world. The, the media landscape is getting dark in general. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, and, and uh, urban crime is as an all time high. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, you're coming out of that 80s urban crime era. And but then we're also kind of also getting into this. Um it's this era where we're marketing everything to adults, right? Like right. the 80s, there were some books were marketed, but now we're kind of like, all right, this is, you know, like we're catering to a, a bunch of 
like kids who read stuff in the eighties and were like, okay, keep with that. I'm now in, I'm now in my twenties and thirties. Give me that. Give me more of that. And then it hooked kids like you and I, who were like, heck yeah, this is like, it's like yeah. a rated R movie. I'm not supposed to watch. You yeah, know? yeah. I think it was also kind of uh, validated us reading comics when comics weren't cool, where you didn't want like people at school to know you were reading Spider Man. But then, like, you had this secret idea of like, no, you don't understand, man. Like, Spider Man is dark. He's dark, right. bro. Bro, there's blood, dark. bro. Yeah. There's yeah. blood. Yeah, and you can't like explain. You're like, no, it's it's really cool. It's like dark and mature. Like you, <laughs> <laughs> you still understand. Yeah. Um, so I, you know, that first, the first arc with Hobgoblin, it was, it was fun to see Ghost Rider, right? Like Liefeld, or not Liefeld, uh, McFarland does a good Ghost Rider. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's excellent a, Ghost Rider. It's, every, it's an it's, excellent sort of heavy metal Ghost Rider. Uh, he does a really good, his Hobgoblin is awesome. Then you go into the next stories about, uh, about Morbius. You said this was the one you liked the most. Why was this the one you liked the most? Well, one, one of my favorite parts. Mary Jane. <laughs> yes, I do like it. Oh, man, I like, a, I like a Mary Jane. Remember that time when I talked to that girl at the comic convention with Mary Jane t-shirt and my nose started bleeding? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like your Mary Jane shirt. Uh, <laughs> one of the things that really tickled me in this one was there's a lot of shirtless Peter Parker in here, or like Peter Parker in his underwear. Um, yeah. Uh, on page 16 of Digital Reader, there's this great uh, line where he's like, I've got to hand it to the Fantastic Four. Their seamstress did a beautiful job. <laughs> Might as well see if it fits. I love how the Fantastic Four has a seamstress, and yes. and like they and they will they will lend her out to do superhero costumes. I want to read that one off. I want to read about the superhero seamstress in the Fantastic Four. Like Herbie, She's... the Herbie's just like hassling her all the time. Are you done yeah. yet? Let's go. Spider Man needs that. <laughs> Reed Richard tore his suit. Um, I I like it better than the first one because you do get a little domestic Spider Man. I think I think yes. I think McFarlane writes a really quippy, funny Spider Man. He does, I, yes. And I think in the sec in this uh, two issues is where you is where he's the funniest and most Spidey. Because he gets to eat, he's like, he's eating a thing of donuts and he's like, yeah. nom, 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 nom. Yeah. God, I love the chocolate ones. And then but he's it's dealing with relationship. Little, Go ahead. Yeah. He's all, he almost leans into the jokiness maybe a bit too much, uh, but it plays well, right? He's, these two issues seem to be him balancing the dark of the Hobgoblin one we just read with the lighter, Mary Jane, I'm going to pick you up like I'm a uh, uh, like we are um, cheerleading, right? Yeah, I'm going to yeah. lift you up, you know. I I like Morbius. I like his storyline here, where he is like it's he he has to drink blood. Like he's he decided he cannot fight the addiction anymore, and to right. make it more 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 morally digestible for him, he's getting this underground. Uh, uh, dwellers Collect yeah and i also love how they mentioned morlocks how these the morlocks yeah. have been pushing these people out yeah these are like the freaks like the pinheads of uh uh yeah. the underground new york and i like how he's using them to randomly pick people and bring them to him to consume and i like but that it's all wrong yeah. i like how it gets flipped around and like no dude they're just grabbing whoever they want they're not smart enough and he's like what yeah he can't handle he's losing it yeah and i thought that was for telling that story in two issues, I felt like, oh, Morbius. I 
I, they didn't save him for like the end. Like you got a good amount of Morbius in here. He has yeah. a bit of an arc. Uh, Spidey right. gets to be fun. It, oh, Spidey makes a hobo suit. Yeah. <laughs> Spidey. I, I bet, you know, who probably made that is the seamstress from Fantastic Four. Probably sewed that up for him. It's just hilarious <laughs> that he like webs all of these homeless guys to his body. So he can like, so they have to take him to their leader. I yeah. don't, it, it's the weirdest sort of. That's a great panel. He, there's like one on each. He's got one on each arm. Because you don't know what arm. you're looking at at first. You're like, it's like one, it's like when you put like tape pillows to your arms to make yourself muscly when you're a kid. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but he's instead taped hobos to his legs and arms. But a black suit is great, right? It's such a great suit. I, that was one of my other questions too. Do you? Uh, we've read some black suits. Uh, the Craven's Last Hunt. He was in the black suit. Uh, the only other Spider-Man we read was Spider-Man Blue, um, which I don't think he was in the black suit. Yeah. But he, um, and then this, I'm okay I, with the black suit Spider-Man. I'm not in love with it. I like, I like the, I, I like, like the blue and red, red, red Spidey. Yeah, it's the best. I will say though, the black suit McFarlane draws a very good black suit. Yeah, he likes. He it. does I mean, a good he, black he, suit. He's a co-creator of Venom. Like this is right. This is right in his wheelhouse here, as far as that is concerned. Uh, there's, uh, I love, I kept every time I saw that big hobo, I'm like, oh, it's the Violator from Spawn, which we'll talk about. I want to talk about art. that. Yeah, I want to talk yeah. a little bit about okay. the art. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I, I thought he did a really, Mobi like Morbius was really good, um, sort of like the dilemma there, and Spider Man didn't really, like, he fought him, but he didn't have to defeat this villain, right? So I thought that was interesting. It was an interesting play on it. Um, you can see, you can really see his, I wouldn't have known it as a kid, but you can really see his, oh, this is his homage to Frank Miller. Like each, anytime he does like a series of panels with just heads in it, you're like, oh, that's a definite, like, look at each of these hobos with a, with a caption over them. And you're like, oh, that's totally, yeah. you know, that's, that's your Frank Miller. Speaking of that, though, he does, unlike Frank Miller, though, he does avoid a lot of narration. There's, like, almost no... I mean, it's, internal, right. it's mighty internal monologuing, but not as much as you would think coming off that 80s, everything is a, uh, a narration right, right. bubble with Watchmen and stuff like that. For um, sure, for sure. Yeah. He does avoid that, and it's a lot of, like, whoever's telling the tale. Um, Our story the, continues, not under the radiant glare of the sun, but in the deep, dark bowels of the long-abandoned subway caverns that stretch out like the lines of shattered glass, directionless. That's a little bit Frank Miller-y and He doesn't do it the whole time. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. If he, were really, if he were really trying to do it, every time Spidey went somewhere, you'd get that, like deeper he goes into the twisting turns of the subway right this, you get that. this next narration i feel like sums up kind of his view on spider-man this is where spidey comes in dragged into another confrontation in which violence and force might be his only companions that's kind of right. like mcfarland's take on spider-man like he doesn't want to but he's gonna have to yeah this guy's gonna have to spider punch some tape some hobos to him and, and go to town on this yeah. <laughs> that is a great scene though the hobo taping i forgot how, it is how, how ridiculous is. it is yeah um, speaking of then, ridiculous that takes us to yeah. our third story arc in Most here ridiculous story arc sabotage can, just, can i tell you how angry i am that this entire issue was double page spreads i didn't even notice it is it oh wait this x-force one 
no, the Spider-Man issue, every single page is sideways. Every single page is a double page spread. Oh, I see you're saying. Let me see. Hold on. I don't think I know. <gasps> you're right. Yes. What? I didn't even notice that. Yes. The entire book would read like this. You'd read the entire book on oh, its side. Oh, 90s. Anything yeah. for a buck. Anything yeah. for a buck. Um, and it was obnoxious on a digital reader. Yeah, you're not getting the full frame. It's kind of no, like I, I had to turn it, yeah, and read it from the side every time. But I did not. Now I feel like I missed out. You feel like an idiot. Uh, but we get this is a great juggernaut, right? Oh, I it love is it. Maybe my giant, favorite juggernaut. Giant, unstoppable juggernaut. Hulking, hulking yeah. juggernaut. Um, it, I feel like I've never seen the juggernaut it outside the middle of a street. He's always fought in like the middle of a street. He doesn't uh, fit in any buildings. <laughs> yeah, you gotta like there ha people like have to be thrown into cars. Like someone has to like ram you have to throw buildings down on him. Uh, right. I feel like I have deja vu every time I see Juggernaut in a book because it feels like it's the same scene over and over again. Right. Yeah. Spider Man does it like Spider Man's pretty I love how Spider Man is like, no kids, this is how you, you can't do that. Yeah. This is how you handle a juggernaut, right? Like, look, I fought him a bunch of times. I know you're the new kids on the block, but here's how you handle a juggernaut. I thought all of that was very funny. That's the running gag in here is like there's yeah. all these like young, like go getting X Force who just want to like brutally attack. And he's like, Come on, man, you can't stop him. You just have to slow him down. And right. uh And I think that is that's the tagline for your juggernaut movie. He can't be stopped. He can only be slowed down. <laughs> That's right. It's, oh, like, what the hell it's is... like you tying his laces together. Yeah. Shoe laces together. What the hell is Cable wearing? Cable is, this is maybe my least favorite Cable getup. It's like Whoa. he's got horn-like spikes on his side. He's like Lego Cable. Yeah, I don't understand what he's wearing. It's like Apocalypse. It looks like, he's, it looks like he like punched out Apocalypse, stole his wardrobe, his, like, whatever, whatever's covering his meaty calves, like, I, yeah, <laughs> it looks like he stepped into a suit, like, only halfway. Like, he's about to go moonwalking. Yeah, I don't know what's going on. I don't they, like it. Weird like design. It. Uh, but, all right, Cannonball, great. Shatterstar, great. Domino. Not so good. I don't like the Domino. I don't like the Domino, like, weird. You're Here's the thing. We decided we ran out of powers. <laughs> like we, we had all of these sort of like these mutant powers, like, oh, you got an ice guy, you got a fire guy, you got a, a guy who heals. And then I feel like Liefeld and crew were like, I don't know, man, just combine a bunch of powers together. Like she's lucky. She always gets to make whatever shot because it's just. She can use her telekinetic luck powers to like to read it, whatever. It definitely came up was created during a game of dominoes, right? Like, this is cool. Like, dominoes is a cool name. You can make them black and white. Like, she could have, like, a black, like, dot on her face. And then they, then they had to give her powers after it. <laughs> yes. Um, Shatterstar is the weirdest character design ever, but also the awesomest character design ever. I don't know what the hell he's wearing on his head. It's like one of those... Uh, foam, it's what foam wrestling... <laughs> yeah, or uh, when you're boxing, you have to wear the boxing thing. Yeah, that's thing. it. That's the one I'm thinking of, yeah. Yeah, but 
He's got he, he's Shatter Scar's got a bad case of baby skull. His Fontanella is really soft still. Very, so he has very, to <laughs> They were actually gonna name him Fontanella, uh, but they changed it at the last minute. The top of your head though, shouldn't he have some covering on the top? Um but I like it is this is the most nineties you can get showcase of like well, Spider-Man's a, a given property. So how about we throw X-Force in there so that we can give X-Force some some fun? I actually right? like, I, I have a little bit of a trivia on this particular issue. All right, tell me about it. Uh, so uh, Tom DeFalco uh, wrote comics, but he was an editor at Marvel at this time. He huh? was so pissed about Juggernaut being stabbed in the eye that they had to redo those panels like over and over again. Because like, no, I don't like it. It's too violent. Like, why is he's getting stabbed in the eye with a with a, a samurai sword? Get out of here. <laughs> it's such a weird like it's it is such a strange group of characters. But to me, that's what I think that's getting stabbed in the eye to me as a kid. That's what I love because I'm like. Obviously, look, he's all armored up. What would you do as a yeah. kid? You're like, you got to stab him in the eye. If you stab Juggernaut yeah. in the eye, you can stop him. And then they do it. Like, they, right. they I feel like Liefeld, especially like Liefeld, is more like, what would a 13 year old boy want to see? Because that's exactly right. what I'm going to do. I don't care. Oh, if, I don't care if it fits the story. I don't care if it does that. If it's like big muscles, people getting stabbed in the eye, mullets, let's do it. Let's do it. And what the coloring changes from one issue to the next where juggernaut's now brown in the second issue of the x-force in the x-force one where it is truly drawn by just uh where it's drawn straight up by liefeld i really do think that liefeld assists but i i think that mcfarland does most of the art on the spider-man book but you can when you switch to the x-force one you can so much more flat and you can clearly see like the exaggeration of tiny head, giant shoulders, little mouths. Liefeld yeah. loves drawing little little mouths. Oh, there's this, there's this really cool uh, bonus uh, Magnolia uh, uh, picture of the X Force. It was cool seeing Magmo- Magnolia's take on Shatterstar yeah. and Cable yeah. and Domino. Uh, but at the end man, this is it's a. Uh, it was a mess of a like a tale, this last one. It was. It, it's like it's it's weird because it, it, we've been going back a lot and we've been reading a lot of kind of classic books, seventies and eighties. And but this we haven't done. I can't remember ever doing a so clearly's nineties book. This 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 little Spider Man like, mask and the preacher being. Yeah. 90s but that's a different type of 90s yes it's a different type of 90s completely um this to me is the quintessential if someone if you were teaching a class in eras you know a homework assignment is like read spider-man mask you get like both liefeld and mcfarlane you get the darkness you get to see what they do with one of the stable characters uh everything from the art to the storying to the paneling uh to even some of the gimmicks like you said when they're making the whole issue sideways it has it hits all the boxes of that 90s to 95 comics right Um, i don't miss any of them really (laughs) it is you are correct sir i this is this was fun for the sake of like time traveling back to stuff I read 
when I was eight to 10 years old. Yeah. Right. Um, let's talk art. Yeah. Let's, let's do it. Let's talk. So there'll probably be a longer conversation because McFarlane is such as tentpole artist, uh, that we normally do talk about, uh, art. Can we like, so here's, it feels like McFarlane took everything he did in these Spider-Man runs and was like, yeah, that worked really well. Let's just take those same people and put them in a, in my own book. Because for, that, for example, that Morbius cape is straight up Spawn's cape. Yep. Same with his Hobgoblin cape. Yeah. And then the one creepy guy is the violator. Is it a is, completely violator. Like it like, is not. Yeah. There, the, the, I don't think he changed a pencil line. He just put like clown makeup hey, on the violator. Just, yeah. He just put clown makeup on him. But that is clearly a, uh, clearly even oh, his man. his background characters like when you look at the other hobos like the, like if you look at uh, uh yeah. like the the big heads big bushy beards big bushy beards yeah. was a big image thing uh uh he draws it's like freaks it's it everything is right f- freakish characters even in normal characters like i think of even sam, normal, like, sam, sam and twitch. twitch yeah yeah and yeah, Just, and yeah. trench coats and and weird anatomy and it looks like if like the it, if the ramones were a, an 80s metal band the the art would look like mcfarland yes uh but that definitely that morbius cape is a, is spawn right like he's like oh i remember when i drew that morbius cape it was really great i'm gonna use that and then i also drew ghost rider remember how i drew ghost rider yeah i'm gonna remember those big sort of like spikes he had and like i'm gonna use some of that stuff right like well i think when we talk about mcfarland you, you know he did so much basically before mcfarland jumped on the book i think it was john ramita seniors was drew like the quintessential spider-man style like that was right. kind of how the, it's Spider-Man as a character that's really hard to put your own illustration. Well, you, stamp you know, on. Ditko, Ditko doing um, the original, you know, Ditko being like, oh wait, sorry, my microphone came unplugged. Can you hear me now? Yeah. All right, sorry, uh, sorry, audience, my microphone came unplugged. Uh, Ditko Spider-Man being like the classic, you know, perfect Spider-Man. Then you've yeah. got Ramita doing his. And then you're right, McFarlane, this is a Spider-Man. If you read Spider-Man, this is what Spider-Man looks like to me most of the time. Yeah. Right? Um, the webbing, the way he drew webbing. Uh, you know what I found out? It's called spaghetti webbing. First, yeah. first done by a guy named Mike Golden, but I guess apparently McFarlane comes in and just makes it like a thing. The spaghettiness means it has like those like, yeah. s- little strands around it. Right. I like that. I uh, like spaghetti webbing. I like I like that contribution. It's fun. It's like it it's different, right? You want to make something look different instead of it just being like it's just some lines that we color in, right? Well, yeah, cuz I mean, if you if I was an artist and you said, "Okay, you get Spider-Man, do your take on it." I don't know like what you could change. I mean, people have put like the webbing, you know, in between his armpits. Uh, yeah, people, got, there was the whole clone yeah. stuff in the 90s. We had like Scarlet Spider. We had a jean jacket. But as far as making small changes, McFarlane really does it with the anatomy, with how he right. how Spider-Man moves. Right. Those sort of those sort of weird Spider-Man, Spider-Man poses. Yeah, yeah Spider-Man you know, characters that are that are very much reminiscent of old Spider-Man. But he puts his like his proportions on it right this spider-man's a little more muscular right he gives spider-man a little more 
a bigger chest. Um, he sometimes has the web between his armpits. Sometimes he doesn't. Uh, yeah, he's like a Rus- it, like Russian gymnast Spider Man. Yes, those the eyes and the webbing are what he really does. Yeah, those big those eyes are huge. I love them. They're great. They're I love great. you know I'm I I'm not a huge McFarlane art fan. I understand why it's so important, why people love it, but I will say that I do love his Spidey. It's a good Spidey. I like I said, I really do like the way he draws black suit Spider-Man. Um I do we didn't we didn't really talk about we mentioned it. But how the black suit is so worthless. He's like, no one will see me in the sewers. And everybody's like, there you are, Spider-Man. He's like, well, shit, I shouldn't have worn this. And, it was and, I, a... broke, and I broke Mary Jane's heart yeah, in no, order to wear it. It was such a plot line at the beginning of that story where he's like, Mary Jane's like, I do not want to see you in that costume. Please, Peter, don't. And I'm like, dang, this is like, re- she really does not want to see this. Uh, um, yeah. It was a real Carrie and Mr. Big moment. A little Sex in the City-ish. And then he wears it anyways, and then it doesn't help at all. And then in the middle of it all, he's like, "Mary Jane was right. I, sh- I shouldn't have done that to Mary Jane." <laughs> yeah, that was I wear this thing. Yeah, uh, his his Morbius is great. I love the nose he does on Morbius. That I mean, that's what Morbius looks like. But you get that extra sort of like uh, horror. Ghoulish, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Ghoulish is a great word for it. Yeah, ghoulish nose, like it's right. bone, and it really shows that he's losing his. He's his he, like he's less human than he is normally, right? Yes, yes. Less the living vampire than he normally and is. And that fits more of the storyline that he's going for. Right. And you know, you get I I'm a, his his juggernaut is great. It's so giant and huge and over the top. Like, look, I this McFarland pegs a, an era of comic books. There's no way around it, right? But it is like for everything you want to talk about, he put a giant stamp on imagery, right? You replace all those webs with chains and then you get spawn. And, you know, like that's. And then even spawns mask has those big eyes that are close enough to the way he did Spider-Man's eyes, right? You get all these sort of pieces, which which makes sense. If you have to draw it over and over again, do what you do well. His Angela is his Mary Jane. Yes. The hair right? like, and the, the hair. Yeah. yeah. The anatomy. I do. You, why do you think you don't see a lot for as big and influ, influ, influential as McFarlane is? You don't see a lot of knockoffs. Uh, I think it was, I think it's too. His too imprinted. It, it would be a cover. Yeah. Everybody would go like, dude, you're just trying to do McFarlane. Right. It's like, well, I, I think. Yeah. I think, like you said, like this is the Guns and Roses of comic books. Yeah, I think, like literally, if you did this, if you did this, someone would be like, "Dude, you're just trying to rip off Slash." Yeah, if you're like, you're, "I get up around seven, used to get up around nine. My old man yeah. is real motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, you're you're not Axl Rose, right? Like, I feel like he he is such a. I mean, no one does Liefeld either, and we could say like maybe that's because the art's not very good. But people did Kirby. I mean, Kirby is was so cornerstone, and yet everyone did like had a Kirby. I also think n- now people do Kirby because you get to harken back to it, 
to the most classic of comics, right? Do you think that this will happen? Do you think that will happen to McFarlane a, few, a, a decade or so down? No, no. I, I just at this point, I think that this this batch of '90s comics is sort of like you turn your nose at it now, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't do that, yeah, right? Um, I mean, Plus, we read would have already been done. The kids that grew up on this are are adult us. working yeah. comic book artists, and they would have been doing yeah. it already. Um, and they did, and it was just all on indie comic books that no one bought. Yes, right? I bet you. Could, I think you can still like if you go to Kickstarter. I'm sure there's a handful of books where it's just subpar McFarlane. Probably, uh, the Liefeld stuff. We can't not talk about Liefeld on this. Liefeld makes no sense to me. How so? His his proportions are bonkers. <laughs> They're just bonkers and not in a well that's kind of a fun way to do it uh i will argue with some characters it works juggernaut works it works on juggernaut for me yes but even his spider-man has a giant ass yeah like on page 111 of your digital reader what is going on with spider-man's giant one butt cheek Oh my god, you're right. Yeah, 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 yeah. And his his leg like bends around him. You're right. Like when you start looking at anatomy, it does not hold up. Uh it's not I will tell you like some of the things that I think are his the like the the stress lines he does on faces. I think that's that's an interesting style of really doing faces like that. I think he does faces interesting and well. But None of them are none of them are acting. He doesn't get a whole lot of emotion in them. And then the bodies are just so wild, man. Yeah. But I love this, but I love this stuff as a kid. You read it too. We read X Force. We read these books he was on. I read the books he put out on Image. And maybe that's just because that's what books were. But I go back now and I go like, you just have to flip the one panel and see. Uh, Mike Mignola do it and go like, shit, I'd read that book in a heartbeat. Right, yeah. yeah there's something that Liefeld, like we said a couple of times, it just speaks to that mindset of you're like, I want, as a boy, you're like, I want this hyperbolized. I want muscles hyperbolized. Yeah, I want, I want, the, I want like the muscles. biggest guns possible. I, I, think, want I, the, I, I think maybe know. it's the stuff we grew up with. I think we're coming off of He-Man. Our generation is coming off of He-Man, yeah. which is a little bit like that. The G.I. Joe's a little action. I think it's it's very action figure-y. Um, yes. And I think that was just, in in our day-to-day lives as young boys, action figures and cartoons were, every day you were exposed to that. And it seems like Liefeld is just like, well, I'll just hyperbolize the stuff that they're already doing exaggerated in there. It's like an exaggeration of an exaggeration. Right. It's hyperbole of hyperbole. Yeah. Right? Like, Remember how giant those He-Man toys were? Well, what if I made that even more ridiculous? Yeah. And this there is remember this is like Stallone and uh, Sly's uh, Stallone and Arnold's heyday. Oh, dude, you know what? I just I'm gonna take us on a sidetrack. Yeah. You know what we just watched the other day? Which one? What? Cliffhanger. No, I want to rewatch that one too. How did it hold up? <laughs> so good. It's so it still holds up, man. It was great. Um, <laughs> oh God, who's my uh, John Lithgow? Is a, you know, John Lithgow yeah. Is Oh, he's such a good villain. It was so good. How is Renner, the, how is the cinematography hold up in that? Does it look like is it, it like pretty creepy? Like like the mountain and stuff. 
It's still good, man. It yeah. is good. There's nothing about it that I'm like, well, that's not good. It was all, it was good. Can I tell you something? <laughs> Can I tell you something? Uh, Sly's body in that is like my ideal body type. Uh, uh, um, mountain climbing shorts. Mountain climbing Sly is like my favorite. My favorite. Like, okay, that's what I. That would be what I would want to look like. <laughs> if you could, if you could do this, and then be Sly. You, People, right. some people say they want to be a Rocky, uh, Rocky Four Sly. Not me. I'm a cliffhanger no, Sly. Cliffhanger Sly, where you have to take your T-shirt off and warm yourself up because <laughs> they made you go out without an insurance policy. Take his jacket. I believe oh, it's- you. You like a stop or my mom will shoot Sly, don't you? You just love that I, '90s. I, I do. Uh, no, what's the one where uh, is he in? No, what's the? He's in one. It's like a cop one. Stop or my mom will shoot. No, it's a different one. Tango I don't and Cash. Tango and Cash. That's yeah. the one. That's that's mine. That's my slice tail. Um, but like again, I can't imagine. Like we read this, and I'm glad we read a mostly McFarlane run. I cannot. I, I would not go, Travis. Let's go read some X Force. Yeah. I there's I couldn't do it. Yeah. This one issue of Liefeld was enough for me to go. Okay, I'm good. You gave me an X Factor trade, yeah, uh, I and I read like two issues into it, and it is so verbose and so just like this. You're like, oh, this would be like this is homework at this point. Yes, yes, it is just I, I couldn't do it, man. There's no way I could do it. So I'm glad that we did a McFarlane book, but we got like a splash of his 90s bad boy Liefeld in it. Yeah, because we never got to talk about it, about Liefeld and McFarlane and Larson and Jim Lee. We don't really talk about those guys very much. Uh, well, I think and- those books in the 90s are so, you turn your nose at them now. Those those books, for whatever we want to say about the image boom and what it did for the comics industry or whatever, or what damage it did, maybe if you want to talk about like the the market that fell out because of what that looked like. But those books are just kind of like, eh. I mean, they got a bunch of kids into comic books, but then we all found something we thought looked better, you know? Yeah, I think, and also an important thing too, because they went darker and because they went more mature, even though the storytelling is somewhat subpar and, and, and things like that, and some, and some of the early 90s stuff, it's like when we were ready to come back to comics, like you and I, we were like, oh, I know there's stuff for adults out there because I was already seeing that as a kid. So as, right. a, as opposed to if you were reading comics in the 70s and then as you got older, you're like, uh, you might not have the same drive to go back into them because you're like, those are really for kids. Right. I, th- I think the other piece of it is, too, is when we look at books like this, when we look at, you know, these they feel very 90s and maybe they just maybe they feel really 90s because that's when we read them. And I read and but then I, there are just some cues of how 90s this is. Like you said, like, oh, all he's talking about is how the crime is bad and how it's New York and there's drugs everywhere and, you know, like pedophiles and all this. So it yeah. feels like of a time it feels like and I know I've already said this already. It feels like a less sophisticated dark night. Yeah. Right. And even Frank Miller borders on like dumb with yeah. some of the stuff that he writes at that. Well, you time, don't even right? like Dark Knight. 
I like it for what it is. I like to mention that on podcasts, so you know you're I like, know. Shh, 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 stop, stop. No. I, don't, I, I, I don't think I could read it again. And yeah. maybe at one point, but I don't know. But I would say, I would say, like, we haven't touched on many '90s books in in our time on this no, show. Not at all, really. Um, and I think this is I'm, any '90s mainstream books. We we're, did read. We're, we're about to uh, like we're about to some gambits. <laughs> we did read. We did read uh, Death of Superman. Oh yeah, which, but nice. it but it didn't look as '90s as this looks. No, but it was all splash pages. To be fair, it was all splash pages. But a beautiful use of splash pages. Yeah. But they were. It wasn't a double page spread. Every one of these is a double page spread. It's annoying. <laughs> Well, okay, let's talk favorite panels. Yeah. All right, dude. So what's your favorite panel? I got to uh, find mine. You mentioned it earlier. It's I like this. I, I go, you're probably going to pick something different, but I'm going to make my statement anyways. I feel like picking a non-Spidey Todd McFarlane panel is like going into a steakhouse and ordering a salad. So I, <laughs> I went with the uh, uh, Spider-Man and the donut panel, uh, digital reader page of 54 just hanging down the long one on the left he's hanging yeah. down it's like he's doing like an ab crunch while he's eating a donut you see the spaghetti spiding in there i love a I love a spider half up mass spider-man that always gets me um and uh uh it's i just it just i love I love the. I guess I picked one of the the lightest panels uh, there is. But. You, did. you did pick a very sort of light panel here. Now you're making me question my panel <laughs> um, because I did not pick. Honey, that. honey, like they have great prime rib. Just, just if you don't have to eat it all, but <laughs> yes. Uh, so my panel is going to be. I. Ju- it's such a good. The the coloring is different on it. His artwork is a little different on it. Uh, it is his, uh, actually, no, that was a really good one too. Oh man. Now I may have changed my mind. All right. I'm going to change my mind as I, as I'm flipping back to find mine. If you go to, um, if you go to 36 on your digital reader, okay. there is a panel of Spider-Man saving the young boy. Yes. And I really do uh, like the weird shadow that's on it. So I do really like this sort of like blue, the explosions behind him, the spidey senses tingling. He's grabbing onto the kid. And I'm only picking that because you made fun of me for wanting to pick <laughs> a, a non Spider-Man panel. But if you want to know my real choice, page 20 and your digital reader, I like that is shadow a on bad, this one first. That on page 20, that is a badass ghostwriter. It is perfect. Oh yes, but going Despite- back, going back to that page you picked before, because I want to talk yeah. about that one. I didn't even notice this. If you look at the bottom of the page, the Spidey head is kind of fun. It's kind of cartoony. Look at that it Spidey draws, head. It has a weird shape for the, Spidey's head. Man. The back, the line, the the sketching on it, it almost looks yeah. like a cartoon, like a Sunday stripped. Right, but that's the part that's not in shadow, right? Yeah. The the rest of it is his head. You know, what like, was the I, Ghost Rider page 20, right? You said, yeah, page 20. It's a great Ghost Rider on page 20, man. Go, yes. Oh, it like, is. The coloring is fun. The flame is so good. It's a great, 
it's a great looking do you find it it's super metal yeah it's super metal it's, yeah, it's spiky. Super yeah, metal. yeah yeah it's great it is a a wonderful looking uh wonderful looking ghost writer Th- those would be my panels travis we always ask this at the end of the show who would you give this to and i think that we yeah. are on a We've been on a walkabout, a trek a walk for about. you and I. We've been on a walkabout. It's going to walkabout. And then you and I have been on this trek, this this dream walk, where I don't know that I would, out of what we've read and what we are going to read over Marvelous Summer, I would only say read these if you were like, I want to dive into some weird shit. And I want to dive into some some strange nuggets yeah. of Marvel. It's kind of, we're kind of like, they have that pod, like podcast, like how did this get made? Or how did this get played? Where they talk about like books that people or movies that people know, but like kind of forgot yeah. about. And like looking back, you're like, how did this get made? I feel like that's kind of what I'll walk about is, is kind of like, how did this happen? Remember? Hey, remember nineties uh, comics? Uh, I feel like we're goat boying it. I, I also feel like we're kind of like, Let's dive into some stuff that we kind of remember, but yeah. don't really remember and and see the origins of some of the stuff we like now. Right. This. And, yeah. And sometimes like. It's like when so, when you really like a band and you're like, this album's great. It's their first like big album. And then you go and you find like their EP they put out beforehand. And you're like, ooh, this is not something there was a positive change that happened in all of this, right? Yeah, that, yeah. And I feel like we're digging through old seven inches. That's what that's yeah. what it feels like. We're like yeah. pulling out. We're pulling out these weird seven inch albums, and we're like, yeah, yeah. Let's just give it a listen, man. I don't know. It's this weird face to face album from however long ago. Yeah, I mean, even the way they collected this book, like the the kind of yeah. randomness in which they selected Spider Man stories, and then like the denouement of the X Force being brought in. But it's a very yeah weird combination of x-force yeah i i recommend this to anyone who's doing what we're walk about or it's just this is a case study in 90s comics you mentioned it earlier if if you're young and you're getting into comics and you weren't around during the 90s this this is the quickest way to get a taste it's it's just enough spoonful where it's not and you won't get hooked you're not gonna get you're not gonna get hooked it's not gonna consume too much of your time and it has everything that was comics in the early 90s right there for a, an hour read right you can you can dive in and go oh this is what i missed yeah <laughs> and yeah. then come back out and just know that you tasted this weird thing or I, you know i might give it to uh, if i was still teaching high school uh not my younger kids i might give it to like the the weird kid who likes to draw like like comic, his own comic book characters and stuff like that, just because art is enough to like, we'll just have fun looking at this. Because art. McFarlane in the nineties at our age spawned a bunch of classroom comic artists and no pun intended. No you, pun intended. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I drew, I used to drew, draw my own characters and it, they were definitely this sort of like, I still probably draw feet like, like Liefeld does. Yeah. Right. That's because those were all the books I read, man. Yeah. How many times Back did you then. did you sketch out the spawn logo on your uh 
uh, notebooks. Junior high notebooks. Yeah. It's so easy to do and just like look badass. I used to sketch it on my cons, like in the white, you know, you know, when you used to like, just like fill yeah. out the white spot. Oh man. I used to put like kanji for my Japanese test. I would just put them on there. I'm like, hey, what's this mean? Oh, Tuesday is this right there on my con. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, and they call me we, the they call me the Kanji Con Man, the Kanji Con Man. I like it. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, we want to thank you for tuning in. Uh, you can find all of our episodes on the internet on our website uh, at comicexposure.com. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Google. You can find us on the Spotify. Make sure you follow us on one of those. Give us the star ratings, whatever it is. Smash that subscribe button. Isn't that what the kids say on Twitch? Yep. I don't know. Smash Do that. <clears throat> ring that bell uh, we don't have a youtube ring that uh, but- bell. Ooh, we almost got away without a yep. song um so uh you can find everything in those places coming up on the show as we move forward uh travis and i have got some fun times yeah. we we're gonna keep this 90s train rolling a little bit over this period we're gonna read a collection of uh, a a small arc of gambit mm. We're going to read Gambit Classics. We're going to read Gambit Classics, which is a Gambit solo series introducing you to the underground world of thieves and assassins in New Orleans. It's going to, New Orleans. It's going to be good. Mon cher. Oh, God. (laughs) So we're going to, we've got that one on the list. Uh, We are doing an old collection of uh, like early Blade. We're going to read 70s era Blade where Dracula was a mainstay in Marvel Comics. Uh, We are reading a Wolverine tale with Claremont and Frank Miller. We've got a bizarre collection, for we're digging in the old 7-inch box at the back of the record store or the 50-cent bin at your comic book shop. That's We're in the quarter bin, the quarter floppy bin. It's funny that Marvel is like like normally the more lighter-hearted label, and we pick up the darkest books. We picked some weird stuff. We wanted to have fun and not read the Avengers every time. Yeah. I didn't want to read Captain Marvel. We didn't want to read anything or Captain America. We didn't want to read anything new. Yeah. We wanted, we wanted to go old and weird. So that's where you are with this, ladies and gentlemen. So thanks for tuning in. Uh, and Travis and I, we just, want to, we just want to thank you for being our friend. Yeah. For being our podcast. Travel down panel. the road and back again. My yeah. heart is true. You're, hey, Josh, you're yeah. a pal. You're a pal, uh-huh. and you're also uh-huh. a confidant. I am. Um, if you were to throw a party, I, and invite you, everyone I knew, yeah. If you did that, yeah, I'll tell you what you, would happen. I, I, the biggest gift it would be from me to you. Yeah, and it would be comics. It would be, and the <laughs> card, and the card attached would say. Thank you, B, for being my comic book friend. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, have a good and one. Uh, Travis, I, <laughs> I, thought you, I thought you were going to punctuate it with, the car would say, see you next trade. Damn it, you missed the opportunity. <laughs> it did. See you next trade.